From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 128, for the week of April 18th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello there and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. This week, Mary Jo takes a scenic drive out to Julian, California, and Michael celebrates a D23's anniversary event. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Dizboard Spread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Howdy-ho. Hello. Howdy-ho. Hello. Greetings. Any housekeeping... Yeah, um, boring. I guess we should probably comment um, and oh, send yes, thank a you. shout out to our friends in Boston and thank you, Nancy. the East Coast. Yeah, we should. Yeah, our thoughts are with you. Yep. Definitely. Hey, Tony. Yes. You want to talk about the art quickly? Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me of the housekeeping. Oh, yeah. Okay, so being a good podcast that doesn't pay attention when we're recording. Um, and then Tom reminds me. I decided to do what Tom said. I don't know, it just came into my head right now. I'm like, hey. Oh, good. So you forgot, too. I did take the art to an Angels game. He said that art was just available, and so Andrew and I decided to go to an Angels game on a Friday night, and um, and we took it from Garden Walk. I'm going to recommend not to do that. <laughs> but it works, and here's why. Okay, so, so the idea was we're going to go eat. We're going to go eat at Cheesecake Factory. Because that's where the art goes. The art's right there. So um, we we take the um, we we get there. I have to. You do have to pay for parking and Garden Walk, and I don't have the exact amount, but you know it's the thing that they give. It's like you know three, maybe three bucks an hour or something like that. But you get validated, which I forgot to get validated. I forgot to get my ticket validated at Cheesecake Factory. But anyways, it cost me twelve dollars to park at Garden Walk. Ow. So already, okay, so already right there, I'm paying for parking. I'm almost close to Angel Stadium, which I'm pretty sure is 15. If someone could do a search while I'm talking, that'd be great. I can't multitask. Being a man, so I'm going to guess the two that. women can probably do that while I can't. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, my eyes are closed, the room's dark, I'm just focused on talking. Um, so, um. Are you alone? <laughs> yeah. So, um, was that a, was that a, well, was, I can't. Keep going. Okay. So $12. So, um, okay, so it was $12 a park. It was funny as we got there right because it was right in front of the Cheesecake Factory, and the the art driver was there, and they had a sign that said, you know, Angels Express. And I said, you know, how often are you guys here? He's like, well, basically until we have people that will go. So we go eat for about maybe half hour, come back out. The guy's waiting for us because nobody had, like, taken it. And he was sitting and talking to other people. And – um Somewhat related, but unrelated, but somewhat related. The demise of Garden Walk was wrong. When I went to, when I mentioned going there in the middle of the afternoon, I think on one episode, there was nobody there. On a Friday night, it was packed. Wow, good. It was well, packed. Those restaurants all, are booked. Those restaurants were packed and all of, and there were people all over the place. It's just the mall part of it. Hey, so, Tony? yes? Parking at the Angel Stadium, the day of the game parking. Mm-hmm. Can- 
ten dollars cash. <laughs> okay, so I'm already okay. So I'm already unless down you have an oversized vehicle. You're in the hole okay, already. Okay, so I'm already in the whole $2. Now, if I would have gotten it validated, it would have probably cost me 8 So just keep that in mind. Okay, so then we had to get on. So we get on the art, and it's um $3 each way or $5 for a day pass, which would have been cheaper. But um we did three, and I forgot about exact change, even though Tom told me to remember exact change because they don't give change. So I had the three uh, the, enough for Andrew and I to get on, $4, single dollars. And we are the only people on the art the whole way. And then it went to all the different stops, and we got to um, Angel Stadium in about 25 minutes. And so, and, and they left, they leave you off right at the front of Angel Stadium. So, nice. like, okay. So, me being a guy who likes gear and souvenirs, and said, "Oh, I'm gonna get an Angel sweatshirt. I'm freezing. I'll get one." Real forgetting, you know, the outrageous prices at the stadium. I went, "Okay, I'm not, I'm not that cold." And uh, they, the Angels were down 5 nothing in the first inning, and they were getting their butts kicked, so we went ahead and left early. And so we go back to go to the art, and people had started leaving, even though it was still maybe the sixth inning, but they were getting killed and weren't hitting or anything. And so we went back out to the art where it was. Art is right across – where the art picks you up is right across this – across, like, literally, you know, 15 feet from a line of taxis. Keep that in mind. So we go, so we go into the, is that foreshadowing? Yes, it's foreshadowing. So we get into the art and, um, <laughs> and it's, I mean, I know this, it wasn't time for the game to end. And well, no, they said they would start at like seventh inning or something, bottom of the seventh. Okay. So maybe I was a little early. You're right. It was sixth inning. Or let's say so by the time it had to be in the seventh inning, by the time yeah. get there. And I said, Oh, well, when you guys leave, well, I'm on the phone with dispatch and they said to wait on to do standby. So Andrew and I hang out there for, you know, maybe 15 minutes. And then he calls back again, and he's like, I've got two people here. And they keep track of how many people have been on the art so they know that everybody got basically back, which shows you how few people are using it. Right. They actually have a tally sheet. And so I even asked the driver, said, do you guys think you're going to still be doing this much longer? He said, well, right now, no, like he could tell. I mean, we're the only two on there. He said, it's based on writer, you know, ridership and there hasn't been a lot, and if the Angels don't start winning, it's not going to be good. <laughs> oh. And so, um, and so, but there was nobody on. I mean, it was just Andrew and I. And then he calls dispatch again, and they said, you know, keep going, stand by. And I'm thinking, okay, I want to get home because yeah. it's still going to take me another 25 minutes to get back to Garden Walk. And I go, um, I go over to the taxis. I'm like, how much you get to Garden Walk? Eleven bucks. <laughs> I went, okay, Andrew, let's go. I, I want to get home. I, cause who knows if I was going to wait another 15 to 20 minutes, then another 25 minutes. I mean, that, the, Operating. and so, so it was 11, 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. The so, cost you 10? Okay. okay. So $11 plus the, plus you paid the parking. Okay. okay well, for, okay, separate. I'm just saying, if okay. you have enough people to fit in a taxi, I would do the taxi. Yeah. I literally got back to Garden Walk in five minutes. I mean, it was instant. Yeah, he ran red lights and, and hit some people, but we were there. Yeah, they were, they were tourists. They were, it's okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, they were Southern California pass holders, so you know <laughs> that doesn't really count. So, um, <laughs> thank you, those people. So but bad. no, but when we like literally, it cost it, even if I didn't use the taxi. Okay, so let's say ten bucks for parking, same as Angel Stadium, then. The four dollars there and the four dollars back, or even if you do five times two is ten. That's twenty-two bucks and the half hour. If I just take a taxi, 
I could fit three people in the back of the car. So you're dividing instead of multiplying the price and I'm going to get back sooner. I don't like, I wanted to do it for the podcast and go, Oh good. Then I don't have to worry about it. But I'd almost just take a taxi if you had more people than we Un- did. And unle- I don't think this- unless of course you had a three day art pass that you were using to get back and forth to Disneyland. That's true. But you're still going to have Ooh, to yeah. wait. Okay. Sorry. But still what? You're still going to have to wait. Yeah, exactly. I think it would work if you're a tourist because me, you wouldn't have to pay for parking at garden walk. Right. But if I had a family that could fit in a taxi just for time, uh-huh. I might just do it that way. Yeah. But I don't think these things are going to be around long because Friday night, and it, I think I mean, it was just Andrew and I. So I'm not against it, but I just think every it's it kills me because I love the idea of public transit. Uh-huh. You know, we talk about and you know our hearts go out to people in Boston. I love that city. For the transit, I could, I flew in, could do everything and never getting in a car. But out here in Southern California, we try and it just doesn't seem to work. Like this art thing, I could have pop on, get right back. And it ends up taking me more time and more energy and not that much cheaper. Might as well just pay the money and get a taxi. So sorry to be down on the. Oh man. I was just, I was hoping it would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, for it. I even had like the foam finger with art on it. (laughs) I really wanted it to work. And maybe because again, I didn't stay till the end of the game. I did ask, I said, when do you guys pick me up? And he was very vague. It was very (laughs) well. They said like 10 o'clock. I said, well, what if the game's not over? Well, maybe if it's actually like, and I was nervous. What if I show up and you're not here? It's already gone. So but I just don't see how they're going to keep it up based on right ridership. Yeah. If that's even a word, but it is. I looked at. I would. I. I'd say. I think the taxi, yeah. unless you have the day pass already and you're using it, then go ahead. But um, yeah, I would have to be honest. Yeah, it cost me. I, I could have had a limo take me to the Angels game, but that's <laughs> because I don't. I, I don't plan at all, so that's why. I it went the way it did. So, right, thank, thank you. you for reminding me about no the problem. I, was, I just it just came to me that you had done that. So anyway, yeah. um, don't forget coasting for kids June 9th. The West Coast is kicking the East Coast butt. What? Yeah, it's exactly. So um, if you want to sign up, that's coastingforkids.org. Join us at Knott's Berry Farm um, or in your local Cedar Fair Park. Twenty five dollars for registration, and then raise seventy five at least seventy five dollars for Give Kids the World. And it's a worthy cause, you know. What's that? It's a worthy cause. It is, yep, definitely. Um, also, don't forget chat night, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, send us feedback. Email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Check out our show notes at disunplugged.com. There you'll find links to all our shows and to links to anything we talk about. And... Since I don't think we have any more housekeeping, let's head over to Tony with the news. In our major story, Space Mountain and Soarin' Over California remain closed as of this recording as park officials work to fix safety violations cited by the state. Disney officials said they voluntarily closed Disneyland's Space Mountain and Soarin' Over California at Disney California Adventure Park in Anaheim over the weekend while they review their safety procedures. 
The closures of Space Mountain, the Matterhorn bobsleds, and Soarin' Over California were voluntary and were made out of an abundance of caution, said Tom. My friend Susie Brown? Yes, said my friend Susie Brown. We love Susie. (laughs) Park officials said they have... Yeah. Park Just officials said they have. Sorry. That's okay. Anytime you're going to throw love out, I, I'll, I'll pause. Aww. You know. Yes. Park officials said they have no estimate <laughs> on when the rides will reopen. The state's Division of Occupational Safety and Health issued fines of $234,850 for six violations related to the maintenance of fire extinguishers and safety barriers and anchors for exterior cleaners and other workers on Space Mountain. A contract employee was injured in November while cleaning the outside of the enclosed roller coaster. The inspection following the accident concluded Friday and found six worker safety violations. The violations had nothing to do with the operation of the ride, park officials emphasized. We have received notification of the citations and are working with OSHA to fully review them. We constantly strive to maintain a safe work environment for our cast members and contractors, and we are reviewing certain protocols, Disneyland spokeswoman Susie Brown said. According to the description of the citation on the Cal OSHA website, Disneyland failed to adequately correct known fall hazards that existed on the exterior of Space Mountain. Furthermore, Disneyland Resort failed to have approved anchorages or approved tiebacks for contract employees to attach to when performing scheduled exterior building maintenance. The citations focus only on Space Mountain, but Disney officials voluntarily closed Soarin' Over California and the Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland to review the safety protocol on the attractions. The Matterhorn ride reopened the next day. State records show that before Friday, OSHA had issued fines of $38,860 for worker safety violations at Disney Resorts in Anaheim since 2008. There you go. So 235,000 divided by 1 million pass holders. That's only like I a, thought the same thing. That's only a quarter apiece. I mean, we could come up with that, right? Oh, no, 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 cuz I was thinking now they're going to they're going to raise the prices yeah, like but that's, in the next few days. Divided by Yeah, but 1 you know, million. it makes you wonder the only document it's only that 20, 20 I know. Cents. Well, the only document have we even seen the Matterhorn documents and the, you know, the reason they closed Soren, the reason they closed? I th- well, I don't know. It seems like Splash they closed the Matterhorn. It's like, it's like JFK. All of a sudden, we need to see this approved fit. Like, well, so and I if you read so. that, if you read that sucker, it um, which it's, about it's not now. an easy read, yeah. but if you read that sucker, there's a lot of breakdowns in different aspects of the violations somewhere on attachments on the outside somewhere on our favorite thing and why they took alice down the railing you know lack of railing on um ladders and on platform areas and things like that something about anything over 36 inches above the ground has right. to have some kind of railing and and some um, portable fire extinguishers had not been inspected and charged What's up with that? We check our stuff at the hospital, like, I don't know how often. Well, don't they usually, I I mean, mean, you could have a service do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, those kind of books, they're maintained. I mean, they're supposed to be maintained. Management, I mean, like you said, you'd get on people for not inspecting. You'd think that'd be like a separate department. Yeah, there's really no excuse for that. 
I'm sorry, Tom, go ahead. That's right. Uh, so you think that'd be a separate department of Disney just to maintain all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, right. that should, well, that should be a part of everybody's, that kind of safety stuff and, and double checking is part of everybody's job. And some of it was the portable fire extinguishers weren't mounted properly. Oh, okay, that's kind of pushing it, but. Yeah, but regulations are regulations. It's not yeah. like they didn't know that there were regulations. Well, no, well they, and those weren't known. heavy fines either. Those were maybe like 500 bucks or something like that. Oh, the, the fire extinguishers. In the, in the fines, because the, the document has a breakdown in fines. Yeah, yeah but here it's in the article, it's, and I know you read the document, and here, here for that. <laughs> I, I would not read that. I, I glanced um, at but, the document. Um, I thought it was pretty fascinating, um, actually. I read an article that referred to the document. Um, it says fines Friday of two hundred thirty-four thousand for six violations. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. That's not five hundred bucks a piece. Three violations were um, two hundred fifty thousand, I think. Yeah, there were or, some that were like seventy thousand. Yeah, or seventy thousand. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, there were some that were huge. Yeah. Well, one one of them was two hundred fifty thousand. Remember that one, and that had to do more with the violations relating to the actual November accident, which we really sure didn't hear a lot about. That wasn't in any news story you read, Tony, right? The uh, where the 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 November accident where the mm-hmm. con- the subcontractor slid down his, the side uh, of yeah. I no, think we that would have been that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, okay. There, there was one. One vi- citation. One was thirteen fifty. There were three total for seventy thousand each. One for twenty two fifty and a thousand dollars for. Yeah. So let's see. Citation two, three. You yeah. That up. But anyway. Uh, but it makes me wonder what kind of stuff they're trying to say about like the Matterhorn. Are they going to try and force railings into some of the areas like they did on uh, Alice? I think with the well, last Matterhorn's refurbishment open. they put up, Matterhorn's back open now. Well, yeah. Oh, it is now. Yeah, it's space and so, space and Soren are the only ones that are still closed. What the heck are they doing with what the heck is Soren's issue? Sure. That's all pretty contained. There's no exterior. Okay, so citation two is platforms, unsafe ladderways. Yeah, I mean, and and folks, remember, this is not guest safety. This is employee, employee. cast member safety. So don't be scared when you're riding Soarin' or Space Mountain. Well, it just made me wonder if they're going to shut it down here. Or are they eventually going to shut it down in Florida, too, for the same type yeah. of violation yeah. fix? I think they have different laws in Florida. Yeah, come on, California versus Florida. Uh, Re- Reedy Creek, Reedy, yes. Yeah, we're, Reedy we're Creek, big on Reedy laws Creek Inspection here. Service. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that. Okay. Tom, we were yeah. talking earlier about the dates for uh, yeah, okay. the right so to reopen. The hours, the the park hours through this recording are open, are out through like May twenty eighth, which is six weeks. And Space Mountain and Soren show on the Disneyland website as closed through that time. So that that's the only place that shows them. If you call in to get the Get the refurbishments. It doesn't list there. I went on um, uh, another source that I have access to, and it's not there. So just if you if you go on Disneyland.com and look at day by day, it shows those two as as 
closed from now through whenever the park hours are out. So, I mean, people on the board are saying through May 28th. It's like, yeah, because that's all that's out right now is through May 28th. So we don't really know. And, you know, it could be just dummy dates until they can figure out what's going on. But it's really no, no answers. And now the question is, is March Madness just totally wrong because we had two two teams that were recruited had violations <laughs> and were violations. sanctioned. Yeah, like now it's not fair to the teams to the other oh, rise okay. and attraction. Maybe we they should beat. redo it again and mix your monorail wins. Is that what you're is that what you're trying to say? No, no, but I'm just saying if mm-hmm. if if my if I was the attraction that got beat by a known <laughs> violator violator nice. I mean come on, that's Nice. That's not fair. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying. Okay, any more comments on no. the major? I was just wondering on the day that they had soaring closed, Matterhorn closed, Big Thunder closed. Um, oh, oh, the submarines okay. were closed yeah. because of a fire. Oh, Space oh. Mountain closed. What were the lines like at City Hall? <laughs> oh, I can oh, my God. that actually. Oh, because you were there, I went right? down you there, as yeah. the investigative reporter and. Uh, I went down there and I saw that, and the lines for City Hall were. They almost went to the. They almost went to where the um, where that little ticket booth is. If you're doing like uh, special tours. Okay. They went that way. It wrapped around to the. I'm horrible with left and right. You know that, Tom. Yeah. Um. So um, I went that way back towards the front gate, and there were two plaids out front and one right there, and I just went straight up to that one and asked the questions about the rides. Nice. So obviously it was a pretty yeah. long line. Um, and I can't imagine if you're the one, if you, you know, this is the one day we're going. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And now Matterhorn was scheduled to be down Monday through Thursday of this week and then Monday through Thursday of next week for some sort of testing. They've, I guess, rescheduled that refurbishment, and Matterhorn is open because Space Mountain is down. Yeah, I read somewhere Matterhorn won't close until Space Mountain is back up. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what the testing was, but do you probably know? to see if they can make those bobsleds any more uncomfortable. Nice. <laughs> so. Okay. And going from an OSHA-related nothing's open story <laughs> to the possible future of future. transportation in Anaheim. Anyways, I'm bored now. okay. Orange County Transit Authority is going to reconsider the streetcar in Anaheim. What? Anaheim's reconsider. Just let's, okay. let's read and learn. Anaheim's proposed 319 million dollar streetcar could lurch ahead this summer when the Orange County Transportation Authority will reconsider whether to give the green light for an environmental review. The move comes after the county panel delayed a decision in January on whether to concur with Anaheim's preferred method of using a streetcar to ferry passengers along a 3.2-mile track that would primarily run along Catella Avenue from the Anaheim Regional Transportation Intermodal Center to stops at the Convention Center, Disneyland theme parks, and nearby hotels. Among the critics, Orange County Supervisor Todd Spitzer questioned why the streetcar cost nearly $100 million per mile to build compared to a bus line that would cost a total of $55 million per for the entire route. Clearly, we have alternatives here, Spitzer said. Buses are cost-effective, and they do the trick just as well as streetcars. Known as the Anaheim Rapid Connection, the streetcar would cost about $4.3 million to operate yearly with an estimated daily ridership of 4,200 passengers, OCTA officials said. In contrast, a bus line has a projected $2.6 million annual operating cost, carrying about 
3,200 passengers each day. Anaheim is proposing to pay for operation and maintenance of the streetcar with tourism improvement district funds, sponsorship and fair revenues, a city spokeswoman said. I want to make sure the Anaheim taxpayers aren't stuck with the operation costs and that the streetcar will, in fact, relieve congestion. Anaheim Mayor Tom Tate said, I will only support it if it, my concerns are answered to my satisfaction. Half of the streetcar's costs would be funded by Measure M, the half-cent sales tax adopted by county voters to pay for transportation improvements. OCTA officials plan to apply for a New Starts federal transit grant to pay for the remaining half of the project. A bus line would not qualify for federal funding. But Stop those yawning. Fe- well, it's not sorry. This, this <laughs> is sort of exciting. Okay. Whenever I start reading federal, then I start yawning. <clears throat> But so, Tony, fe- does this mean this is not the streetcar of your desires? <laughs> oh, no, well, this is the streetcar. No, this is the streetcar of my desires, especially if it's going to take me to see the uh, Fireside Girls. Anyways, but, but, those, but, but those federal funds are not guaranteed. Representative Loretta Sanchez, Democrat from Santa Ana, whose congressional district includes a proposed streetcar, has not taken a position and continues to study the project to determine its viability given the projected costs. So the Congresswoman's Chief of Staff. The streetcar's price tag includes the cost of purchasing land, moving utility lines, building maintenance facilities, purchasing the vehicles, and the traditionally high cost of construction in Southern California, said Natalie Meeks, Anaheim's Director of Public Works. Rubber tire buses will not get the funding or the ridership, said Anaheim City Councilwoman Gail Eastman, who also sits on OCTA's board. Additionally, new streetcar routes often lead to significantly high property values. I better buy a condo soon. While also <laughs> spurring business growth and land development within a dense area, Meek said, pointing to similar results in Seattle, Tampa, Florida, and Portland, Oregon. In Anaheim's case, a streetcar could be the impetus for reigniting construction of the long-delayed Platinum Triangle housing development, supporters said. Hmm. Since I was just there, and I actually did that route today, um, I don't know if it's going to, if anything, I think it'll get more people from the resort to get to the other side where the Platinum Triangle, which is started, it was the construction near Anaheim Stadium, and started building condos and apartments, and then it kind of just died. So I could see it being a way to get that, to be completed. I just wonder how many, like, in our neck of the woods, in our area with Disneyland, how many, I think people from the Disneyland resort would now be more likely to head on horrible directions. You should, I should know this. East, 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 I think it's east, east towards Angel Stadium and those businesses. If it was a train, a bus, no, I don't think they would do it with a bus. Right. But the question is, is this for the Disneyland Resort or is this for the city of Anaheim? Has anybody else been out that way? No? Yes? No. I mean, it would be easy if you did the Amtrak then. Right. Because then you would just get right on the streetcar and and go. But then I'm, I can do that with art. I mean... I know, but art isn't the most... I know, it's, but it's not as cool. It's not as glamorous. I mean, and I hate to say it... I would think that would be a lot of fun, frankly. The, yeah, the sexiness of it is part of it. I mean... Yeah. Well, you know, how many towns have gone to doing streetcar things? I mean, you see them in Honolulu, and tons of people ride them. So many townships have gone to that streetcar thing to give it kind of an old, kind of kitschy-timey... 
Am, am I making this up? Has anybody else seen this? No, I know in San Diego where they have the trolley. Um, yeah. And it it really does work for for what if, if you're a traveler, where you mm-hmm. go to where Hotel Circle is, and we eventually do our one on ones on San Diego, and if we do that or whatever. But if you go to where a lot of the hotels are in San Diego, and it can take you all the way to the border. And stopping through the malls and stopping through by Seaport Village and all the like touristy areas. And you can see how it works, how the conventioners will get either the conventioners downtown or the conventioners in Mission Valley get on it and then they go eat and don't have to worry about drinking and stuff. And it's used a lot that way or going to Padres games. And so I can see how it works for that. The not liking raising taxes guy in me though understands the argument of the amount of cost it is. Right. Is it going to pay for itself? See, I'm surprised Disney's not... Oh, yeah, I'm I don't, I'm surprised Disney's not trying to help out a little bit. They don't want because, people to leave. Yeah, I guess you're right. They don't want people to leave. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make them more leave than probably come in. Yep. That's why. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... It turned out interesting. Started kind of. Boring. Yeah, it turned out. Yeah, I did. Well, the yawn woke us up. <laughs> okay, so that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, I'm a member of the Disneyland Alumni Club, and Yay. yeah, it's it's for folks that used to work at Disneyland or actually any uh, any arm of. The I don't know why Disney I have company. never joined. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I, I spent three years at the Disney stores. I know you should do and it. I'm, I'm capable. You are eligible. <laughs> not eligible, sure if you're cap- capable. I'm not sure you're capable, but you're eligible. Culpable. Um. Anyway, they are presenting their annual Skipper Show, and what this is, it's a Skipper stand-up show where skippers from Disneyland's famous attraction, the Jungle Cruise, can show how talented they really are. The show features a volatile mixture of current and former skippers, hysterical mm-hmm. videos, and other nonsense. It's like any other comedy show that, you, unlike any other comedy show that you've ever been to. This is Friday night, May third, at the Walt Disney Du Malais Center in Anaheim. Um, it is open to the public. Tickets are $25. Doors open at 7. The show starts at 8 p.m. For more information, we'll have a link um, to the website in our show notes. But it is a lot of fun. So if you can go, do it. You might see your favorite skipper there. Nice. Thank you, Michael. Nancy? Okay. You know, we haven't talked about Universal in a long time. And recently, they announced that Despicable Me Minion Mayhem is coming to Universal Studios Hollywood. And according to, um, according to their press release, um, it's going to be a big interactive thing. You're going through, um, minion training. And it's going to be a 3D experience. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be something kind of like, um, Toy Story? Not quite. It's actually going to be um, sight gag, special effects, digital animation in 3D. And I think it's going to be more like their, I'm trying to remember what simulator that was, where you were in kind of a smaller simulator, but it wasn't, it wasn't a wild simulator like, oh, say Back to the Future or the one, well, the ones that are currently in The Simpsons. 
where it's smaller units and they move, they have a much bigger movement. Um, so who knows what it's going to be? Who knows where it's going to be? Um, they haven't announced that officially, but I guess one of these days I'll get over there and try and, and look at, into it a little bit further. But 2014 is going to be the, uh, the debut and this one actually won sub- it's actually won an award in 2012, um, recognized in outstanding achievements in the field of animation. So, cool. So go figure how this stuff going, wins awards before it even comes into play. It kind of kind of surprises me. Um, but if you're interested in doing Universal, yes, they are still running their Buy one, take, get a year free. So something tells me that their budgets, uh, are that they're needing attendance because they never usually run it this far into the year unless they're having a bad year. Yeah. What are you going to say? So. I think it's going in in the Terminator 2 location. Everything I've read says there are signs, uh, construction signs that mimic what is already in Florida. And that seems to be an appropriately sized venue for this style attraction. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, it man. looks really fun. I don't know about you guys, but my kids absolutely adore Despicable Me and the Minions. So. Nice. Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Wayne? For those who are looking for a unique alternative weekend destination when you're visiting the Disneyland area, the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair is now open through May 19th. This is the original Renaissance Pleasure Fair and has been active since 1963. In many ways, this is still one of the best Renaissance Fairs around. The fair hosts live entertainment and shows, plenty of food and drink, an incredible and eclectic variety of handmade merchandise and crafts, characters in costumes, a live joust on horseback, and lots of fun for the whole family. You will find many guests dressed up in traditional costumes and sometime not-so-traditional costumes, and many will speak the form of English used in the day, but you are certainly not required to go in costume, and you can speak in modern English uh, all the time if you like. But be prepared to be immersed into a wonderful world of fancy and frivolity that you may not have experienced before. There's even an adventure-style quest called Ren Quest that you can participate in. One is for the adults, and there's another whole separate one for kids, and that looks pretty fun, too. The fair is located in the city of Irwindale, which is about 30 miles north of the Disneyland area and is very easy to get to. The fair is open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tickets are $25 for adults. Kids 5 to 12 are $15. Under 5 are free. There are discounts available online. Do be prepared for the heat if it's a warm weekend. And as always, wear sunscreen and drink your water along with your ale. If you've never... 
if you've never been to a Renaissance fair, you really need to put this on your list. Whether you are a fan of Shakespeare or not, this is a wonderful event, and you will be amazed at how much genuine fun you can have. I've been going to these fairs for years, and I often go multiple times just because each day is unique, and there is so much to see and do. The food available is amazing. There's music everywhere. The costumes are, in some cases, just spectacular. It's just good, clean fun for young and old. In fact, the adults often have more fun than the kids. I always go in costume. I'm terrible at the language, but I have fun anyway. It's a really good time, and I've got to get down to this one uh, this year. Maybe we can have a Renaissance Diz meet. (laughs) I can... I can just see my fellow podcasters dressed in Renaissance garb. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Where did I put my cod piece? I oh. was just thinking that, and I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> now, if if I can wear a cod, now I know it's going to be lost on maybe some of us. Now, if I can wear a cod piece, a la cameo from the eighties. He wore one. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. So I know exactly the, what yes. you're talking about. Now, if about. I can dress like him at the Renaissance Fair, then I will. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right, thank you, Wayne. Um, I'll go next. I uh, just wanted to go through some changes to the the policies for the Disneyland VIP tours. I'm not sure when this changed because they don't always announce uh, price increases of this sort, and so we we are subject to the good graces of Dizzers who say, hey, you've got the price wrong, and so then I have to call and get the new information. What's happened with the VIP tours is they've made one of the options not optional anymore. Uh, the price used to be $175 per hour with a six-hour minimum. And for an extra $100, you could get unlimited fast passes. Well, that is the extra $100 is no longer an option. It's required, and the price is now $315 per hour per, per tour guide with a six-hour minimum. And that's regular pricing during peak pricing. During peak season, the price goes up to $355 for a VIP tour guide. Um, now you can, if you, if you had a big family or you went in with some other families, you can do up to 10 people. So if, you know, I mean, split up that way, it's still, it's not, no, it's still a lot of money. 315 times 6 divided by 10, it's a lot of money. But, you know, What else do you get other than the tour? Uh, They can arrange special seating for parades and and shows. It's it's just like a personalized experience. So they'll they'll take you around and get your fast... Like I said, get unlimited fast passes. So they'll get you your fast passes. And they'll they'll just cater cater your your Disney experience to how you want to tour the parks. Uh, people do it. So anyway, I just wanted to pass on that information. Um, if you want to book a VIP tour, 
calls Disney Special Activities at 714-300-7710, and requests can be made up to 90 days in advance, and uh, cancellation within 48 hours to avoid a two-hour penalty. Ooh, that's a big penalty. All right, Tony? Okay, annual pass holders can enjoy a premium character dining experience in addition to their savings of 20% with a two-night stay at one of the Disneyland Resort hotels most Sundays through Thursday nights from beginning April 7th to ending May 22nd. Or you can save 15 up to 15% on a weekend stay. So I'm not sure exactly how the um, character dining experience works, how whether how you get that, but um, it's included, I guess. And um, that's, of course, at the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel, and Paradise Pier. And again, you have to you can book through May 18th, and you have to arrive from what was April 7th through May 22nd. There you go. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. Time for our thread of the week. This one comes to us from Athena with two A's. Oh, this one's going to be fun. Thank you. Thank you for pointing this out, Mary Jo. If you were taking your last trip ever to Disneyland, dot, dot, dot. I know, I know, it's a terrible thought. If you were taking your last trip to the Disneyland Resort and could only do five things, five things, Nancy, what would they be? I know top five attractions have been done before, but I'm curious to know what you would do if you could never, ever, ever go back. Okay, shy out of the Evers. My family and I are going to the Disneyland Resort. Uh, they've already gone. And I'm so excited I can hardly wait. I just asked my husband and 13-year-old son this question, this very question, and I found their responses interesting. My husband, who is grumpy but lo- but lovable, uh, he really doesn't get it, but gr- begrudgingly gr- supports us in going on return trips because he loves us. Stated it this way. Number one, eating a turkey leg. Number two, sit on Ariel's lap. Number three, at this point I raised my eyebrow and said, seriously? Which of course was the reaction he was seeking. He changed it to these. Number one, world of color. Number two, phantasmic. Number three, space mountain. Number four, eating a turkey leg while watching World of Color. Number five, eating a turkey leg while watching Fantasmic. My husband has been to Disneyland four times, once when he was a kid but doesn't remember, and three times with me. Uh, The 13-year-old chose World of Color, Space Mountain, California Screamin', Buzz Lightyear, and surprise number five, Tarzan's Treehouse. Mom, it's such a great movie, such great music, I really just want to experience the treehouse again. Uh... And the our Dizzers chose Fireworks, Fantasmic, World of Color, Space Mountain, and a tie between Splash Mountain and Pirates. So, um, yeah, so this whole thread, people are giving their top five things of what attractions they would go if they go on if they could never ever go on Disney go to Disneyland again. So sad. Um, if we do five, it's going to take forever. Let's do top three, Nancy. Oh, God, you had to start with me, didn't Wayne. you? Wayne. <laughs> Haunted Mansion, Phantasmic, Monorail. There okay, you are. There you go. Michael. Pirates, I would say Phantasmic, and um, Fireworks. Tony. Phantasmic, Space Mountain, and um, what can I... Well, I have to say Monorail after... 
Yeah, I want to Nancy? Fireworks. Okay. Storybook Canal Boats. Wow. She's not the Storybook Canal Boats. I love the Storybook Canal Boats. <laughs> and... Ooh. Popcorn card. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, churro. Churro. No, silly. Um, A picture with Buzz Lightyear. I'm trying to decide between okay. Tell us a ride on the Mark Twain <laughs> we'll choose for you. or Big Thunder Ranch. I'm sorry, they're all places I have really good man- good uh, memories with the kids. So, I, I think maybe thinking- I'd take a ride on the riverboat. Okay, um, I will choose Space Mountain, uh, probably the fireworks in Fantasmic. Now, if we we all said Disneyland things, what if we were talking California Adventure? Let's start again, Wayne. California Adventure three. Oh man, um, Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. That's tougher. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I have to throw in World of Color. I guess I have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. I don't have to, but I'm going to. Okay. Mickey's Fun Wheel. There you go. How about you, Michael? Aladdin? Uh-huh. Uh, and I think I'd want to see... Uh, I think for me, it would be shows. I, I'd like to see the Newsboys, and I'd like to see Five and Dime. Nice. Tony? Okay. Um, uh, Goofy Sky School. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, Perfect. I have to go Perfect. World of Color... I guess I have to go um, um, Aladdin and uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Oh. Aladdin is a good show. It really, really is. Uh, how about you, Nancy? Um, I would walk through. I would spend time walking through Cars Land as opposed to actually going on any attractions sure. just to absorb it. I, this is me. Okay. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get seven out of this one, out of three. Go ahead. Okay. And you're walking no. to? And then um, I would watch World of Color. Uh-huh. And, oh, I think I would go hang out in the animation building. Nice. That's two. No, and those three, because okay. I instead of actually doing some, I, I would consider walk. Okay. Gotcha. I would consider walking through and absorbing gotcha. and just enjoying okay. the details of Cars Land as an attraction. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna choose California Screaming. Um, probably Tower of Terror and Minnie's Fly Girls. Interesting that nobody said Toy Story Midway Mania. No. No, and just you know, if if you asked if you asked somebody from the Florida side if they went to Hollywood Studios, what would they choose? Right. You know, almost everyone would go, "Oh, Toy Story Midway Mania." Right. Because it's a it's a it's a hard commodity to get over there, so they love it yeah. more. Well, you know, kind of like they're soaring too. It's a little more. Their queue is a lot more immersive too. Yeah. But, than ours. 
ours feels more midweight. Yeah, I know. It's not worth running over people to get to the fast pass machine in the morning. Yeah. And Radio Airspins Racers is? Yes. No? Anyway. I don't know. I just don't run over people for fast passes. What do you run them over? None of us said Indiana Jones. Oh, crap. For Disneyland. I'm kind of surprised about that. I was going to say there's a reason for that. Uh, No, it's awesome, though. But, it yeah. is a pretty cool ride. When it came about. But we only chose three. If yeah, so I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna add that too. When it was new, when it opened, it was awesome. If it would go back to that. Exactly. Bring back all the effects. All the effects. Including Firefall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> including the stalling cars. I always love the stalling car. I, it, it just depends on your ride. Sometimes it stalls. Sometimes it stalls too much. It yeah, it ran it's it randoms. Yeah. It, but it doesn't random as much as it used to. Yeah. Initially, which was part of part of the problem initially yep. too. The best right. thing about riding the Disney about riding the dinosaur ride in Animal Kingdom is trying to figure out where you actually are in Indiana Jones. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> now, now, is it <laughs> The same exact the identical track. track. Okay, I was going to yes, say the, the identical, identical track. track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they saved money. Yeah. Well, you know, I think some of the transitioning parts are those dark areas between rooms. I always try and figure out where the where I am in the dark areas. Uh-huh. It's been so long since we've ridden it in Florida. I'll have to I'll have to mm-hmm. do that next week. This week, sorry. I'm there now. Alright. <laughs> How are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm having a great yes, time. By the, Be by sure the to follow way. me on Twitter and Facebook and, yeah. Oh my goodness. I, you guys are so funny. It's, it's jet lag. Alright, thank you, Athena, for that question. If you have your top five, go ahead and, and put, a, put those on that thread so. Everybody can enjoy them. Anyway, thank you all. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is also more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.